Thanks for tuning in. This is Two Kids and a Dog podcast. My name is Brandon. And my name is Corey. In our podcast, we will be talking about all things adventure-related in our lives. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Today, we're going to talk about our trip to Port McNeil, Vancouver Island, um, which was on August 8th. Today's August 30th, and Brandon's going to fire it off here. I'm going to fire it off for right? <laughs> yeah, so like Corey said, we went from uh, our, our house in Leduc all the way out to Port McNeil, Vancouver Island, and we made lots of stops along the way, uh, various logging roads and remote campsites, lots of lots of driving on, on those types of surfaces and stuff like that. Um, we're also going to talk about some stuff we did in between that, like we did some hikes, we did a little bit of kayaking and uh, swimming one day with my aunt and uncle, and we'll also talk about kind of just all the adventures we got into along the way. The day was August 8th. The time, 7 a.m. <laughs> the place, Leduc City. <laughs> <laughs> That is correct. You got the date and time right. <laughs> As we jumped in our Jeep Wrangler. Yeah, we jumped in our, <laughs> we jumped in our Jeep Wrangler, and some of our friends or people that know us know that we have uh, a rooftop tent and a whole like setup on the inside of the Jeep to make camping as speedy and easy as possible, mm-hmm. while uh, uh, keeping the ability to be mobile uh, as top priority. But we, we left our, our house at about 7 a.m. on August 8th, <laughs> as, as Corey has mentioned various times. And we went to, we, we drove, um, we drove to Jasper initially, because we were taking Highway 1. And so we drove through Jasper, which was a really nice drive. It was very pretty. Uh, fortunately, we never got any rain on this entire trip, and we were gone for nine days. It was just, yeah, that was pretty crazy. It was pretty much sun every day, which was really odd, but it was nice. We didn't get wet at all, other than when we went swimming. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, we drove. So we drove through Jasper, and uh, once we got to Belmont, we went south on Highway Five, and we we stopped at a place. Our first night, we stopped at a place uh, north of Kamloops called. Uh, Laddermount Lake, which is just outside Little Fort, which is just this little town. And, like, Corey and I had no idea what we were getting into because I haven't done any kind of camping like this in my life, and I don't think you haven't either, have you? No, I haven't. So we ended up buying a Backroads map book, which you can get at uh, any, any gas station. And it has... All of BC's rec sites on it. So BC has uh, just over a thousand rec sites, and ninety percent of them are free. They have uh, a fire pit, a you. Most of them have an outhouse and a little space to park your vehicle, and you can just camp there for free, as long as provided you clean up after yourself and uh, you know take in what you take out, kind of deal. There's no no issues, and the beauty of it is there's not a lot of people. So, a lot of times, Corey and I would go there, and there might be two people there, 
And then we even got lucky one night where there was no one. We were the only ones at, at the site, which was really cool. Slash traumatizing. <laughs> we'll get into that later. But these these map books have a ton of good information and directions, and they list that shows every logging road at the date that map book was published around the area. So you can navigate some, to some pretty remote spots via uh, back roads using this book. So, yeah, we ended up getting to uh, Laddermount Lake, and we were pretty tired, I'd say. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's a lot of driving. It's like eight hours of driving or so. We were ready to, you know, set up camp and whatnot. But once we got there, we got a, a lakefront site. There was only... There's a family there, but they were a ways away from us. Mm-hmm. And so the lakefront site was just wide open. So we pulled the Jeep over, opened up the tent, got supper going, and we were there for sunset. We were greeted with a nice view of the sun coming down just over the mountains in the background. It wasn't so rocky mountainy as it was like more hilly, but still it was really cool. Oh yeah, for sure. And then it was really cool too. So we get there and there's like a short trail to the lake and someone had built like a, a deck or what would you call that just like a dock yeah dock and it's just like four big logs with like a platform on top like chained to a tree yeah but it was really stable and you could see like just fish just like jumping out of the water like crazy like right beside you just we really wish we would have brought our uh fishing rods yeah it would have been nice because like it was just non-stop fish jumping for like hours and you would look out on the lake and you would see like five ten fish jumping at that moment yeah and and like right out of the water not an exaggeration it sounds like an exaggeration but it was literally like that yeah it was pretty cool and uh yeah hunkered in for the night you know sat around the fire i think we might have had a rum or two and then we went to bed and the interesting thing about bedtime was you could just before we went to bed we could we started hearing the wolves howling, which was kind of interesting. Oh yeah, that's an eerie feeling. I've always heard coyotes just because we like living in Saskatchewan and Alberta. You know, if you go camping or whatever, if you're out by a farm or something, you'd hear coyotes going. But when you hear wolves, they sound a little different than coyotes, and you're like, what is that? And then you're like, oh. Those are wolves. Well, and then the best part is, too, we're talking about how we're hearing, like, all these wolves howling. Because uh, later in our trip, we meet up with Brennan's auntie and uncle. And his auntie's telling us that, yeah, when you hear the wolves howl like that, like, one at a time, that they're celebrating their last kill of the night. And I'm like, sweet Jesus. Like, I thought we were going to be the last <laughs> kill of the night. <laughs> Just eaten by a wolf. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was weird. But it was cool. It was, it was a neat neat way to dive into the trip anyway. Just kind of understand what we're getting into. Yeah, that's true. Some really cool spots. And then from there, the next morning, packed up all of our stuff, did like a, you know, basic breakfast, just cereal, yogurt, coffee, and then headed uh, to Vancouver Island. We hit up the ferry, I think around a decent time, like around two or three yeah, yeah, we hit the ferry in Vancouver. Well, we got there at like 3 o'clock, but we just missed the 3.40 ferry. Yeah, that sucked. By like minutes. So we had to wait two hours for the ferry to come back. And then you're on the ferry for two hours. Mm-hmm. It was like five hours. So we got on the ferry at 5.30, <laughs> got 
got into Nanaimo Harbor or wherever the ferry lands just outside of Nanaimo at like 7.30, 7.45. And then we drove to Port Alberni, which was the closest wreck site uh, to where we landed. And we didn't get to that wreck site till 10.30 at night. And we're rolling in. <laughs> we're driving these logging roads at at night where there's no street lights or nothing. It's just pitch dark. All you got is the headlights on the Jeep. And you're like, man, what am I getting into? So we got into this place and we're like, and I was like, Cor, like I picked a spot where, you know, in the book it says this place really isn't usually that busy. And it was a Sunday to boot. So I was like, well, there's probably no one here. Roll in, every site's full. <laughs> 10.30 at night. So Corey looked at me and she's like, what are we going to do? Like, we can't stay here. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to find an open spot and just open her up and go to bed. I ain't moving. <laughs> so <laughs> we parked the Jeep. I think we had the quietest beer of our lives. Yeah. Because we didn't want to wake up people that were sleeping. And we opened the rooftop tent and went to bed. Well, and then tearing the Velcro off the tent because it's got a cover and it's held by Velcro. Like, everyone's sleeping. Like, no one is awake. And it's just like... <laughs> Like, like I was like, oh man, everyone's gonna hate us. It's like when you're sneaking into your your parents' house after a night of drinking in high school, and you like open the open the silverware drawer to grab like a spoon or something for a snack you want to have, and it just sounds really loud. That's what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. And then that morning again, the, the just next morning, yeah, just a beautiful view. And we walk up because we see like a little trail. So we go to like kind of check out a better view of the ocean. And because it was an ocean, was it not that we were looking at? Yeah, it was like a bay. Like a. Yeah. Like, like it was, it was salt water. It was kind of like where I think a river emptied into the ocean and we were just staying in the part where it was all salt water. Yeah. So we're checking that out, having a coffee with our dog. And. This little puppy kind of comes up, and another gentleman, and super nice guy, like, we kind of, I'm sure if we would have stayed another day or two, we would have hung out with them, but sweet little Doug, just yeah. the cutest dog. Yeah, he was a puppy, he was about six, old, six months old, the guy said. Yeah, just a rescue. Yeah, just flopping around and playing with Hexy a little bit. <laughs> it was a pretty cool spot. It was really nice. It's too bad we didn't get a good, like, our own site. We were just kind of like... In the middle. In an open spot where it's not a designated wreck site, but if we had, we would have just, it would have been right on the water, and it was really neat. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was warm, and like, you could hear the the ocean. It was pretty neat. Didn't we do it? We did a hike that day, right? Yeah, we went to Mount Bechner. Or Forgotten Plateau. It's like uh, Old Ski Hill. So we checked that out. What did you think of that? Oh, it was awesome. Don't get me wrong, like, I love hiking, but I don't do a lot of hiking, so I really wasn't sure what I was getting myself into. And right off the hop, like, you read all the reviews, and it says, you know, it's steep um, for, like, the first 45 minutes. And whoo, doggy, they were not lying. The calves were on fire. But I also, like, didn't find it was terrible. It was just slow going. And it kind of had, like, a desert vibe to it. Like, it was just, it was dry, and it was a hot day, and we had our dog, and there was, like, no water for the first hour and a half. And then you kind of get to a certain spot on this mountain, and there was, like, a little lake. So, of course, we let our dog, like, we let her off the leash, and we let her run into the lake and freshen up a bit. And then, what, like, another 
half an hour. Yeah. It was it wasn't Ish. terrible. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't a hard hike. No, it was like it was about an hour forty five up, and then even less down. Yeah, we took our time going up. But then, so we get to the top, and what what are those called? The big pink. Uh, oh, the you could see the old uh, T bar lift. They, yeah, that was really cool. They took down all the supports uh, running from the bottom to the top, but they didn't take down the top support where like. The cable goes around a pulley and then to go back down the mountain. Yeah. They didn't take that out. So it was just like this, yeah, it was just the top of an old T-bar lift just sitting there on a concrete forum. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. So, of course, had to have a beer at the top there. Yeah. So kind of took a little break. And then me and Brennan didn't realize how fast it would be for us to get to the top. So we kind of looked to the left and we're like, oh, there's like another like hill. Like maybe there's better views over there. Yeah, it was like another peak. So yeah, so we like start walking over there and I hear this noise and it's like a chirping sound. And like just before our trip, I follow a Vancouver hiking enthusiast on Facebook and someone had posted a video (laughs) of what a cougar sounds like. And so it literally sounds like a bird chirping or like a squeaky toy. So I hear this noise and I'm like, oh my god, I like I think there's a cougar like just on top of this like peak here. And of course we we're just steep enough that we can't see over it. So I'm like, Brennan, I'm like, I think that's a cougar. So we're like trying to pull up this video to like confirm the noise and we've got no service. So we pull out our bear spray just to make sure it's like in our hands and ready, ready to go. Because I was like determined to like see the views on the other side of this peak. I was like, I don't know if I want to find out what's on the other side of this hill. And Corey's like, no, we got to go. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was determined. So, but Brendan also, I think, kind of knew because it was like sounds were coming from like the left and right, like they were moving fast. So he's like, I don't know if that is a cougar. So we go and check, and sure enough, it was just a bird. But later we did confirm like the sound from that video, and it was super close. It was so eerie. It's so strange that they have like that like squeaky toy noise it was so weird yeah it was a weird noise but it was really cool i'm glad we went and checked it out yeah like the the views from the old ski hill like where that chairlift or t-bar lift ended at the top i don't know if it was a chairlift or a t-bar but were, were really nice don't get me wrong like they were awesome but at the other peak there was like less trees obstructing our view of the mainland and the water you'd have to cross to go to the mainland. Like, you're looking towards Vancouver from where we were at, and it was 180 degrees of un- unobstructed view. And it was it was awesome. It was so neat. It was really cool. Yeah, definitely worth doing, I think. Yeah, it was super cool. And then what did those people say? When, oh, don't be a litter bugger. Oh, so you get to... <laughs> yeah. So we get down... <laughs> we get down to our, our Jeep, and we're getting kind of getting unpacked or whatever trying to get settled before we get in the jeep to drive to our next campsite for the night and these people come down and they're just like they're just don't get me wrong like absolutely do not litter on the hill and like clean up after yourself pack in more than you pack out kind of deal and but these people are just like your typical straight up like hikers yeah. Like... And I don't think they all knew each other. Like, I think they just met up through, like, a Facebook group kind of thing. Yeah, there was, like, a guide or something going on. But the one guy's, like, 
oh, nobody likes a litter bugger. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God. Trying not to laugh. Like a hard face palm. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I get it. Like, that's a big problem. Like, a lot of people not cleaning up after themselves. And especially right now with everybody not being able to travel to their destinations in the summer. Uh, a lot of people are traveling within the country. And so BC uh, rec sites and campsites and provincial parks and a lot have seen a massive influx of people and they're struggling to keep up with uh, keeping these places clean. So I understand the logic behind it, but just how it was said, and like <laughs> they're just like straight up like me- like dad, like they're just a dad, like oh, a hard yeah. dad, like a proper no cursing kind of dad, and it's just like oh god, like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking face palm my face right now. It was just, it was interesting, but oh well, it was still good. It was awesome. And then that other guy pulled up on the left of us, just in this like big hippie van, and he looked, he was hilarious. Yeah, he was. Asked, he asked me, he's like, "How long is it to get up to the top and back?" And I'm like, "Well, it's, it, we did it in like an hour and forty five at the top. Spend about a half hour for a beer." And he's like, "Oh yeah, always." half hour for a beer at the top. <laughs> I'm like oh right on dude like he seemed like a pretty chill dude yeah and he was just living out of his van obviously it was jealous cool. how fun would that be it was pretty cool and then where did we go from there uh I believe we went to Big Bay Big Bay yeah is on Campbell Lakes yeah you're right which is it was a really nice spot pulling into there Again, like, not a full rec site. They probably had six or seven spots. It was a little bit bigger, actually. It was probably more like eight or nine spots. Oh, that was the one where you took that turn down someone's, like, private property by accident and got the death glare. (laughs) That's the best part. We're driving down this highway, and so I'm using Backroads map books to try and navigate. So I'm using a a hard copy of a map, and I'm using that in conjunction with the downloaded Google Maps. And whatever Google Maps has mapped out, plus the backroads map books, and trying to figure out which which route to take to get to these rec sites because they're super remote. They're not easy to get to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I decided to follow Google Maps, and it took me down a road. So we pull off the highway. It's like turn right. Okay. So we turn right, and all we we're just greeted by a, a sign that says "Private Property, No tra- Trespassing." And I'm like, whoa. There's no one's, like, address out here or anything. And Google Maps is telling us to turn right. And it looks like there's a road that goes right to where we need to go. So I'm like, oh, I'll just take it. So I took it. I drove on it for a while. And then we get get to another gate that's, like, no trespassing. Uh, Take this as a warning. Any any unauthorized persons past this point will be treated as a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're in the wrong spot. So I turn around and start driving back. And I'm, I'm met with a vehicle on the road. Like, they were coming back from somewhere. And clearly, like, she, this person lived on the property. But I got a massive glare from this <laughs> lady driving this car. Like, all right, we're in the wrong spot. So we get out back onto the main road. And there's only, there's a st- they have a stone with their, like, address at the front of the road. Like, any typical rural property will have but it's only visible from one way on the main road so the way we turned off we couldn't see it but if you're coming the other direction you'd see it and i'm just like well maybe it's time to 
put another stone up so people coming from both directions know not to turn down this road. Because I think it happens quite often. People looking for this wreck site uh, kind of take the wrong turn and end up on their property, judging by their signs and gating and all that stuff. But we once we got to the wreck site, it was pretty cool. It was really neat. It was a it was a lake, a big lake with some mountains in the background. And, uh, there was a dock there and some people. And it took forever to find though, because it did take a like, long time. Yeah, the, the maps and back roads, like map books, mm -hmm. were just kind of like I don't know if like a road had been closed or what, because it was telling us to go left, but there was no road there. Yeah. Was, the sign was really hard to see, and it was it was a beautiful drive though, because it was just very dense trees all around you, and then yeah. this tiny little dirt road. But freaking, it took us forever to find it. I was having a mental breakdown. I was like, I just want to go to bed. Like I just want to eat. Like we're never gonna find this place. <laughs> and like if you're doing any logging roads, like you're guaranteed to be on them for at least a half an hour before you get to like any wreck site. Yeah, like, the fastest you can drive on most of them are like 40, just because they're so rough. So it takes a long time to travel. Like 17 kilometers takes almost an hour. Yeah. To drive. And like the poor dog, like she's. Like, again, this isn't something we do typically, like, on really rough roads like that. And so this is the start of our trip. And so, like, they're really, like, washboardy. So our poor dog's just, like, curled up in the backseat, like, kind of whimpering. I'm like, okay, like, you're a German shepherd. Like, you're fine. <laughs> she did get she did get used to it. Oh, for sure. She's a big suck, though. I would just like to tell all of our listeners that Exy has joined us for this conversation today. So you're in for a real treat. Yeah, she just decided to cry and hop up on the couch beside Corey. <laughs> Such a suck. Look at how cute she is. Yeah, she's pretty cute. And yeah, so we got to Big Bay and I think we had some dinner that night and got a fire going. Actually, at all these places I was able to find um, some trees that were dead, on the already fallen on the ground and used a little saw to cut them up, a little hand saw to cut them up and then... We made fire out of them every night. Probably not a fan of the handsaw, though, hey? No, no, I definitely need to get, like, a battery-powered chainsaw or something just to... Yeah, that was a keep, workout. Oh, you know, it takes way too much time to cut up a <laughs> three-inch thick log. But, anyways, it did work. It worked out for us. It was just a lot of work that when you're trying to set up after a big night of hiking, and, or a big day of hiking, and all you want to do is get some, breakfast, or, uh, some supper going and... Uh, a fire, the last thing you want to do is spend like an hour hand cutting wood. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's uh, a bow saw packs light because it's just a little hand saw and it doesn't take up a lot of weight. Because in the Jeep, when you're trying to figure out what you need to take and what you don't need to take, weight plays a factor into it too. Because the heavier it is, it's just, it's just more stuff to move around and it takes time. So that's why we went the bow saw, but I think the pros of a powered chainsaw outweigh a hand-powered saw. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be the next time. For the next, the next adventure, we'll probably bring a better saw of some sort. Yeah, for sure. Um, keep in mind. Well, we'll just move on to the next one. Uh, so then. The next morning, we did another hike at Ripple Rock. 
which I highly recommend for anyone that's kind of out in the area. Uh, where was Ripple Rock by? Uh, Ripple Rock was... Ripple Rock hike is about a half hour north of Cavill River, the town. Yeah. And it's literally just off the highway. But the interesting thing about the hike is uh, it's part of this channel. Boats use to travel through from north to south, the north point of the island to the south point of the island. And uh, early on, like in the 1900s, uh, the problem was that during low tide, there was like only a few meters of clearance between the bottom of the boat and uh, the sea floor in that area. So a lot of ships would go down and uh, sink because they would run a, run aground on the rocks. So they decided to tunnel under this uh, sea floor and put a massive amount of explosives and blow it up. And it was the largest non-nuclear man-made explosion in history. So that was the interesting, that's the history of the, the, the spot. Because like big, big ships and stuff would get stuck and run aground. And there's always uh, these whirlpools forming and stuff, which there still is whirlpools forming. But once you get to the lookout point, it's pretty. It's a pretty beautiful view. You get to see like the little ripples in the rocks, hence the name Ripple Rock. And you get to see some pretty big whirlpools forming just because of the way the currents flow in that area. But uh, yeah, the hike was full of lots of really cool uh, scenery. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, I'm reading reviews on it, and it's saying that it's, like, a difficult hike, and and so we, we get parked, and we start walking, and it's, like, a normal, like, gravel trail, like, just flat, and I'm like, I do not understand what people are complaining about on these reviews, and so, sure enough, we get, like, 15 minutes into this flat walk, and then there's, like, there's bridges, there's, like, roots coming out of the ground, like, it's dense trees, like, you're climbing stairs, like, you're climbing up ropes to get to, like, higher levels. Yeah. It's like, holy hell. It's like, never mind. Yeah, it's in a, <laughs> it's in part of an old growth forest, so you get to see some, uh, massive trees. Yeah, that was really cool. That have some serious age. Uh, and then the ones, some of the oldest trees that were either fell down or cut down, you see their stumps and they're just massive. Like some of them were so big, the Jeep could fit inside them, <laughs> which is saying something about a tree. Yeah. But it was, it was really neat. Like you go from, you'd go into this, you'd get into this forest and there'd just be a thick canopy overhead and there was not a cloud in the sky, but it seemed like it was because the canopy from the forest was blocking out so much sunlight. Yeah. But it was still, like, it just, it was a really cool hike. It was probably one of my favorite hikes on foot, just because yeah. of the views and yeah. the terrain was really cool. And the dog did really well, actually. I know, for for a dog that's, like, kind of a wimp, I'll be honest, she is so agile. Like, she'll stare at, like, a big tree that was falling over and, like, kind of, like, hesitate to jump over it. And then there'd be other spots where she's, like, jumping over logs and rocks and, like, under stuff. And it was like, okay, like, you're fine. Like, yeah. I do not know what you're crying about. <laughs> yeah. We did, uh, we did about 24 kilometers of hike in two days. And by the end of that Ripple Rock hike, she was dead. Like, we got back to the car. She hopped in the back seat, went straight to sleep. Oh, yeah. Just passed out. KO'd. Drank a ton of water, went straight to sleep. It was pretty funny. Yeah. But it was a lot of hiking. 
my body was sore after the end of that. Yeah. That Ripple Rock had a beautiful view, though. It was really cool. It was worth it. Yeah. Just too bad we... We didn't take a beer on that one, did we? Uh, no, we did not. We didn't indulge in a beverage at the end of it, which is a must for any hike. You have to have one beer with you just to indulge once you get there. Yeah. I honestly wish I could, like, share pictures with our listeners, because, like, it's so hard to describe how beautiful that hike was, but it was really awesome. You have to go, like, if you're ever on Vancouver Island, highly recommend. And it wasn't terribly long. Like, I'd say, what, three hours round trip? Yeah, more like four. It was a longer one than the previous day. Yeah. It just took a long, it took a long time to get there, but on the way back, we were, we were booking it. We cut it, we cut that trip. We probably cut a half hour off it by booking it back just because we knew how long it took and whatever. On the way back, I honestly felt like, because so, like I mentioned earlier, it's like 15 minutes of like, there's no trees over top of you. It's just like a normal trail. So on the way back, it's like all uphill and like we're just exhausted because we've just crushed like 30,000 steps and it was hot, like 26 in pure sun. And I felt like, remember Brennan when we were in, what was it, Salzburg? When we were trying to walk to the Gruberhof Hotel and it was all uphill. And we had just been on a train for like eight hours and like didn't sleep at all. And we're carrying 50 pounds. We got backpacks on the front of our chest because we're just like trying to weigh out our bodies and we were just dead. I felt just like so tired for that last 10 minutes. I just couldn't wait for it to be over. But it was worth it. It was, 100%. And then from there, so from there we actually went to a place called Ida Lake. Uh, so another funny thing about that hiking enthusiast uh, on Facebook is I threw out a post before we went, like, asking for any recommendations on dog-friendly hikes. And uh, a girl actually commented and mentioned that you know they live in Nanaimo I think and that they were just going to be kind of going up the north side of of the island like we were and they were going to stay in Ida Lake for a while and she's like if you guys want to meet up like no pressure but like you guys you know it'd be kind of cool to meet up and we're like you know what yeah like let's let's meet some people like why not and so we were pretty close to Ida Lake I think it was like a two-hour drive from Ripple Rock So we drove over, found kind of where they were camping, and, you know, like, social distance, providing everything that's going on in the world, but still, like, you know, met these people, we had supper, Uh, they talked to us kind of about, like, what they do for a living, like, where they live, what their interests are, and had a fire with them, and then we just kind of talked about just, like, dumb things, like, you know, like, like West Edmonton Water Park. Like we <laughs> talked about the one slide. I don't know if anyone, any of our listeners have been there. There's like a giant blue bowl that you slide down and it's kind of, we like to call it like the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Brennan, you can t- take it away. I know you love to talk about this. Well, there's a, there's a tube that you ride down and it's just straight down into a bowl. And then uh, in the middle of the bottom of the bowl is a giant hole that drops down into a pool. <laughs> So it's just like a toilet. So you just, you feel like a big piece of poo <laughs> sliding down this water slide and you drop through this hole. So it's like, if you ever wondered what a piece of poo feels like when you flush it down the toilet, this is probably the best way to find out. <laughs> so we just told stupid stories like that around the campfire and it was really funny. It was just, we were all giggling and laughing and yeah, we stayed up 
until like one thirty or so just talking about nonsense mainly. It was just fun. Yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. And so, then... so in the morning, yeah, in the morning they had a kayak trip booked, so they left early. But we stuck around at the campsite, had a big big uh, breakfast that day, some bacon and eggs and some just just a bit of a more hearty breakfast than the quick ones we'd had been having the days before. But uh, it had been a while since I had washed my body, so I decided to jump in the lake and uh, with some with some with some biodegradable soap and uh, kind of rinse off and get cleaned up, which felt I felt like a million times better after I finished. Except it was so cold. It was chilly, but yet I got used to it. Oh, that was awesome. The views of that lake were sick, though. That was honestly that was the best camping spot I think we stayed at that whole trip. It yeah, was so I'm really glad cool. we went. We we stayed at this site that was right on the lake. It had its own little private beach, and uh, it just beyond the lake were m- mountains, like big mountains. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't like small hills or anything. No, they were just they were huge. And you had a wonderful view of it, and it just, it was just cool. It was a really nice place to uh, wake up, have a cup of coffee, eat some breakfast, and just look out across the lake. It was so worth it. Yeah, it was awesome. And then I was a little bit disappointed because we really wanted to do this hike out near Was. It was a, a fire lookout. But, yeah. But oh, we were so tired from like just hike after hike and driving after driving and. But so we we skipped that one just so that we could kind of go to a campsite and have like just an actual like normal evening to just chill and get organized and make a good supper. Uh, but I think that's one. If we ever go back, we'll probably check that out. Yeah, the wasp fire lookout is supposed to be unreal. Like you're supposed to have 360 degrees of unobstructed views. Um, well, it's a fire lookout, so it's it's meant to look over everything. So. Yeah. It would be really neat to see, and that it's a decommissioned lookout, so it's not active anymore. But they're maintaining it for historical purposes, so it would be also interesting to check out in that aspect. Yeah. But, the other yeah. hike I'd like to do too is that one by Port Hardy. It was just it was too much driving in the amount of time we had, but yeah. there's apparently like a a plane that went down and it's in the forest, and they they just left it there, so you can go like read a little bit about the history and view like just an old plane wreck like i know that's horrible but it would be kind of neat to see i think yeah it's a it's a it's a known hike and there's it's a canadian military uh airplane that went down and uh, a few people perished in it but it's a it's a protected historical site so you're allowed to go to it and see it and look at it but you can't you can't change it, alter it, take anything yeah. in any way. Which is understandable. Which, yeah, absolutely. So it, it would have been really cool to see, just to see, like, just to go and, like, wow, like, this this thing went down and just to kind of check it out. Yeah, like, for how tiny that island is, like, I'm sure it takes, like, maybe seven hours to drive from one end to the other, but it is, like, there is so much to see out there. It's really... It's a really diverse landscape because yeah. you can go from ocean oceanfront views and swimming to an alpine lake that's cold right off a glacier. Yeah. And everything in between. Like yeah. the northern side of the island, 
uh, gets a lot is a lot wetter in the summer, whereas the southern part of the island is dry. Like it's during its dry season is the summer, and then the wet season in the winter. Uh, you can get like you can go skiing and snowboarding in the winter, and but at the end of the day, you can go and sit on the ocean front at 15 degrees and have a beer. Like it's it's just so diverse. You drive 20 minutes one way. And you have a ski hill, and you drive another twenty minutes a different way, and you're uh, in Tofino. Like it's a, it's just weird. Yeah, it's so crazy. Maybe not Tofino. Tofino is a lot farther away, but it, it's just it's so different than here. Like you, and in between all of that, there's like little farms and ranches, and uh, it's just cool. It's just so cool. Yeah. Really neat to see. Um, and then so from Ida Lake, we went to Twin Lakes for the evening. Yeah, it was kind of like we just wanted to get somewhere where it was a reasonable drive to meet my aunt and uncle the next day for a, a day of kayaking. So we stopped at this place called Twin Lakes, like Corey said. It was a nice little spot. Nothing too crazy. There you can see a little bit of mountain in the background, nothing like Ida Lake. That was the spot where that guy, like you could tell he had been set up for a few days, but he had a, a fish smoker. Yeah. Like I, just right there. He... Like in the middle of bear country. He built like a wooden smoker for smoking fish, and he'd been there for like a week. Yeah. And he would go out on his kayak, catch a couple fish, and smoke them. And Don't get me wrong, like nice guy, but it was just like, I don't would, know if that's the smartest idea. <laughs> it would be pretty cool to like smoke your fish at the end of your day, but the one thing I found was you would be on the island, which if you when you're on the island, there's pretty much just bears everywhere. Yeah. There's wildlife everywhere, especially off logging roads and in forests and stuff where most of these wreck sites were. But the one thing I noticed was there's a lot of people who just would leave all their cookware, coolers, barbecues out at night just kind of in bear country. And I'm thinking to myself, well, why are we doing that? Because all we're doing is just attracting wildlife yeah, exactly. to where we're sleeping and... Corey and I always uh, clean up after every meal, and especially at night, everything goes back inside the vehicle, closed up, and then we go into our tent. So none of, like, the least amount of scent possible escaping is, and if a bear does come and they try to get in the Jeep, they're not rewarded with getting in because it's closed and locked. They can't get into it. Whereas if all these camp accessories and... uh, coolers and stuff that these people are leaving out if a bear gets into it it's rewarded with food so it's just going to keep coming back it, it just it, it was kind of disappointing and just a little different to see because anytime Corey and i have stayed in a national park like they are very adamant that your site is completely clean when you go to bed at the end of the night like if you leave your site it's bear yeah so i don't know it was just different it was a it was kind of disappointing but, yeah, we we stayed at uh, Twin Lake, and there was a couple people that actually brought in, that came in off some kayaks and camped the night off kayaks. They didn't come in with a vehicle. They kayaked from a different lake through a river channel and then rolled up to the site and set up camp for the night, which I thought was really neat. Yeah, that's awesome. I was kicking myself because I wish we had a canoe trailer holy canoe this is (laughs) any listeners like this is what i heard every day of our trip 
really wish we brought a canoe. Well, oh man, I wish we had a canoe. I should have bought a canoe trailer and we could have brought a canoe. Everyone listening, we do not own a fucking canoe. No, so- <laughs> no, but my uncle does and he always lets me take it whenever, whenever we want. It's just like every lake but one lake we stayed on was glass. There was no wind. It just would have been so nice to go for a paddle. I feel like we were just like so go, 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 though. We were, but I don't know. Maybe next time. Yeah, quit your bitching. (laughs) (laughs) Quit your bitching. But you know what? When we met up with your uncle and auntie, we did get to go for a little kayak ride. Yeah, that's true. That's what we did next. And that was at uh, Spider Lake. So that was kind of the plan was we were always going to meet up with Brennan's auntie and uncle. So... Um, yeah, we meet up, we go to Spider Lake, beautiful lake, super cool. It had all these, like, little offshoots, and... Like, mini islands in the middle. Yeah, really cool. cool. Like, you'd see people, like, out on this little tiny island, just a family of, like, five, and having, like, lunch, and they're going swimming, and it was, like, deep in some parts, but other parts it was actually really shallow. Yep. And so, sure enough, like, Cam brings his two canoes, and he's got a paddleboard. So. Kayaks. He brought his kayaks. Oh, sorry. Yes, kayaks. And his one paddleboard. So, we all, like, Brennan and him, like, hauled them down to, like, the little beach or whatever, and we all went for a little tour, which was really cool, because we didn't, like, get to do any of that all trip. So, it was super fantastic that he brought out all of, like, his stuff. Like, he didn't have to do that. No. And kind of went for a little venture with us and I thought that was pretty cool. I really liked that actually. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. And there were so many frogs at this lake. Oh yeah, it was so weird. It was like every step you took you would see a wave of frogs <laughs> yeah. moving away from your foot. <laughs> They're so cute though. They yeah. were so tiny. They were tiny. It was cute cool. little buggers. Um, yeah. Spider Lakes Provincial Park in Vancouver Island. It's really cool. Cool, cool spot. And then, I don't know, after that, we we just went back to their house. We actually stayed the night at their house, did some laundry, <laughs> uh, had a shower, got fresh. Just a bunch of homeless people, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was quite nice. And the next the next day, we went and did a hike, uh, Ammonite Falls. Yeah. I believe is the name of it. Which is close, close to Lanceville and Nanaimo, actually. It was only like a half hour away. Yeah. And you do that. You get on this trail, and you're hiking through this semi-old second-growth forest. Is what it was actually. They'd, it had been logged once, and then it started growing back again, which was pretty cool. Uh, but the real, the real draw to that place was the waterfall. Yeah. I'd say. Oh, for sure. Like that was one thing I really wanted to see on this trip was just some cool waterfalls. Like they're always beautiful. So we're on this, we're doing this hike, and we get to this one part of the hike, and it's just berry bushes for days. And, like, you can eat them, but still, it was just, like, prime time for a bear. So, like, we're walking through the forest, and we're we're kind of, you know, yelling and clapping our hands and trying to make sure there's no bears around. And, like, don't get me wrong, we always have bear spray with us. Like, I think that's uh, something a person should always carry. Uh, when you're walking in the forest or on a hike or what have you. But <laughs> I look back and Cam's just nibbling all these, all these berries. Yeah, he's just, just fucking... He's like a little... A he's little like kid. A, he was like a little child in a, in, a, in a berry patch. And he's just like, I don't know what happened, but one got like 
tangled up in his throat. He's just coughing up a lung, and I was like, holy, the, our old tour guide here is going to pass out on us. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. But, yeah, we get to this one point where the falls are at, but it was quite steep. Like, obviously people have set up ropes before, because they had, like, six lines of ropes to get down. How long would you say that patch was, Bren? A little 60 feet. Yeah, so you have to, like, so we've got dogs with us, so Brennan has to, like, go around all these ropes and, like, try to find, like, an easy route to get our dog down, because it is steep. It was very steep. So, like, we all, like, you know, grab a rope, and we start climbing down, and Brennan and Exy make their way down on the other side, and Cam and his dog, Willow, and we're looking at, and it's just, like, a little pond. Like, it was so beautiful, and again, really steep to like climb over to kind of get under the fall. And it wasn't like, it was pretty mild. Like it wasn't like pouring over. Um, and like the, the rock was so smooth from water hitting it from over the years. So you're trying to climb on this wet, slippery rock, but we eventually like made it over underneath this fall and it was just beautiful. And I really am kicking myself. I wish we would have brought our bathing suits. Because I think it would have been cool to go for a swim. It was cool. And it, because it was a summer, it was so late in the summer, uh, the waterfall wasn't rushing over. Yeah, exactly. So you were literally able to go down to the riverbed, which would normally be raging, and, you know, check it out. So we, Corey and I went up behind the waterfall and got some pictures and photos and yeah, I think it was worth it for sure. Exy went running in and swimming a little bit with Willow. And then we found this, like, random dog. What was that dog's name? Abby? I don't know. It was just some random dog and with no... Fucking with, Abby. With no owners around. <laughs> just barking and barking oh, and barking. barking and barking. And people... Because we were, like, the first ones there. So then all of a sudden there's, like, two or three other families. And this dog is, like, with us and just losing its shit. And it's, like... People are staring at us. It's like, this honestly is not our dog. Like, I'm not trying to, like, be an asshole. Like, I love dogs. But it wouldn't stop barking. And we're like, okay, first of all, when you're out in, like, dense trees, like, you should always have your dog on a leash. And sure as shit, like, 20 minutes later, these, like, no offense again, but these old people come floating over. They're like, oh, Abby, there you are. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, my aunt was pretty funny. This dog's just staring at us, barking and barking and barking, and finally we got fed up with it, and my aunt's just like, can the owner of this dog please come get a hold of it, because it won't shut up. <laughs> just screaming it. It was pretty funny. Oh, once man. once those uh, the owners came by and the dog kind of got quiet, it was a little bit more enjoyable, but for, for a, a long ten minutes there, it was just nothing but a dog barking at your face, which was kind of annoying. Well, yeah, because it's such a peaceful area, and... I think that just kind of ruined it, but... It got better once it did. And then we, and we explored a little ways down the riverbed to check out a second waterfall, which wasn't far away. But it was a neat spot. Yeah, really cool. I do think some locals maybe aren't too happy with how busy the area has gotten, but we got a little sass from one lady who was like, I used to come here as a child, and like no one knew about it but us, and now it's overrun with people, and it's like, okay, well... It's not like your private location, sorry. No, and obviously it's a little busier just due to travel restrictions right now this year, but maybe it'll be a less, little less busy next year, I don't know. Yeah, hard to say. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good way to close out like our last full day on the island. 
with with that waterfall. We got back and packed up and got ready to leave at five in the morning. Woo! It was early. It we needed was to ca- we needed to catch the early ferry and get on our way. Yeah, I was a bit stressed. I didn't even think to like pre-book the ferry because you know we were leaving on a Saturday and mm. we're looking at like one in the afternoon the night before. And it's like booked, booked, booked. And we're like, uh oh. <laughs> How are we gonna get off the island? Felt a bit stranded. So sure enough, the only way off was to take the six AM ferry or whatever time it was at and get the heck out of there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we drove obviously we didn't drive all the way back to Leduc because it's like fourteen hours one way. Yeah. So we split it up. We stopped at um we ended up staying, stopping at a place, spending the night at a place called uh, Reflection Lake, which is by Clearwater. Uh, just maybe an hour and a half or so south of Valmont, and it's it's kind of in the big mountain, starting to get into big mountain country. Like there's, you can see that there's some Rocky Mountains starting to emerge from the area once you get up there, <clears throat> and uh, it's a logging road. Another site off the logging road, but we drove up. Um, we gained a lot of elevation. It was 30 degrees at the base, like on the highway level. But once we drove up the logging roads and, and gained some elevation, the temperature outside had dropped to like 23 degrees. Yeah. So that was interesting. Seven degrees difference. Uh, different. It's an alpine lake, so it makes sense. But uh, we roll into this site and... The long, like the back roads map book says, well, it's a two-site spot. I'm like, okay, well, if there's, they're full, then we got to go to a different one. And there's a couple other sites in the area. But we get to this site, pull up, no one there. Just this lake to ourselves. Not a person around yeah. for like 30 kilometers. It was really neat. And it was cool, like the lake. Like I think we walked almost halfway out, and it was still just knee length. Like knee height, sorry. Yeah. It was so weird. Like, you could just walk forever in this lake, and it just didn't get deep at all. No. It was cool. It was really... It was a, it was a really... It was an awesome spot for our last spot. And then the best part about it was the site we got to, someone had left their firewood just there. Chopped and ready to be used. So we did, barely had to go searching for any firewood and just yeah. had a fire. We cooked some corn on the cob. From the... From, a like, a local... From, I don't know. Not like a farmer's market, but. It's like a fruit farm. Fruit and veggie stand kind of thing. Yeah, but it was right on a farm, so they. Yeah, that was cool. It was like fresh fruit. It was cool. And I'll be honest, it was our last night, but it was the first night we've ever been uh, completely alone. So I was a little bit stressed out at the thought of being, because like at night it is pitch black out there. And, like, there is no one around to help you in case of emergencies. Nothing. And, like, we've got no cell service. And all I could think was, this could be the night I die. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't a very enjoyable thought when you're trying to enjoy your last night. But after a while, I think we both calmed down a little bit. We were Once we don't finish supper and the sun started to go down, and it, the sun went away at, like, 11 o'clock, you just look up at the sky, and it is nothing but stars. And oh, it was beautiful. You can see the Milky Way with your bare eye. Like, it was crazy. I don't know. It was a cool spot. 
I'm also pretty sure I seen giant Asian hornets because, or just one, because we were sitting around the fire and I kid you guys not, it was like four inches long and it looked like a wasp and I was like, that's it. That is a giant killer hornet. But we looked it up and it wasn't it. No, I think it was. I, you I, didn't. You didn't come face to face with the beast. Oh, it like up. basically tickled my shoulder. With the beast. That thing. I swear to God, I almost died that day. He did not. I watched a video of some guy getting stung by one of those, and it like put him into like aftershock for like hours. Okay. I almost died. Trying to protect you. Yeah. <laughs> you were running away. You're like, oh my god, look at that thing. Oh yeah, no. Get away I, from me. There's no way. I hate wasps. <clears throat> but we go to bed and like, Corey just like instantly KO'd like sleeping. Oh, I love sleep. And when we're outside <laughs> camping and stuff, I'm just too worried about what's what's going on outside the tent for some reason. I don't know why, but my sleep's usually lack out there. <laughs> so at like <clears throat> one o'clock in the morning, just wolves just howling. And like they're howling at each other. They're not all in a group. And like I'm just listening to them howl here there everywhere and there was one wolf that howled and it was probably i don't know a kilometer away or closer which was pretty which was pretty interesting but i i don't know it was just a really weird spot because we're by ourselves and like i'm listening to what's going on outside the tent and like it would be so easy for an animal just to walk up and like sniff around and yeah to mention i have to pee at night which all the time which was like uh He's like an old man. Which is like a scary thing in itself because it's fucking pitch black and I don't know. You're just, all you got is this headlamp on and it's kind of scary. You got your bits hanging out. <laughs> yeah, you got your you got your Swanson hanging out. You're in a vulnerable position. <laughs> flapping in the wind and there's <laughs> potential of a bear looking at you. No. It, it was good. There was nothing, nothing weird went on at night. We... Corey had a good sleep. I had a half good sleep. <laughs> well, the best part was I wake up in the morning. You're like, did you hear the wolves last night? I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, I didn't hear anything. And you're like, I don't understand how you can sleep through that. And then what was the next part? You're like, there was something drinking out of the water. <laughs> yeah, there was some kind of, like, there was some lapping of water going on. So, like, there was probably a small animal or something drinking. And I should have just taken a peek, but I was too chicken shit. <laughs> to look out the window, see what it is. I mean, I got a can of bear spray right there, so if it was like a cougar or whatever, all I'd have to do is poke it out the window and spray it, and the thing would run away, but... Still. It's just like... I just love that. <laughs> chicken shit. I was just... I don't know. I don't know what it is with outside the tent at night. I just think about what's, what oh, is Oh, it's lurking. another world out in the dark. No one... I can't really say anyone likes the dark, let's be honest. I don't know. We get used. You would get used to it after spending some serious time out there, I think. But yeah, that's true. And that's pretty much how we capped it off. We got home that night, or the next the next day. Actually, we got home, had some good breakfast on the lake. You know, had a coffee, and off we went. Drove home. And that was that.
But yeah. With that being said, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, no, uh, I, I think we're planning on going for another trip this weekend, so we'll have another podcast up about that one. It's a long weekend camp trip. It'll be in Alberta, around Abraham Lake area. Yeah, it's Big nice to be able to kind of get out. Been a little bit locked down the last few months, so. But, uh, yeah, until next time. Bye for now. Bye.